Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. I thought I'd change things up and say, hey there, a little bit differently, because that's how creative I am. (laughs) All right, listen, today is a weird episode, all right? I'm not going to lie to you, uh, like I normally do. (laughs) You know, I'm always lying to you. Uh, Today, I'm not going to do that. So here's the deal. I know that usually on this show, I don't talk about too much personal stuff. It's a fun show, okay? I have interesting people on, we play cool music, and we have a good time. However, I just had a baby, which means I'm very tired. Now, what that means for the show is I don't necessarily have the time to put together a proper episode, which means today there is... No guess, that's right, episode 67 is the episode where I've decided to do a guest list episode. We are still going to do all the fun segments and listen to really cool music, but I do not have a guest today, and that is simply because I just don't have time to put together a show. You guys are going to be happy with the guests coming up on the show, I promise you that. Um, In the meantime, I just thought, you know, we just started the Patreon and it would be very weird to start the Patreon and then like three weeks later go on a break because we were just on a break before the Patreon came out. So I thought that would be worse not doing an episode than doing an experimental guestless episode. I hope you like synthwave music because that's what we're going to listen to today. Same old, same old. We're still going to read some junk emails. We're going to read the mail sack. So here's what's going to go on. I am going to drink some beer. All right. And we are just going to get on with things, man. It's going to be a fun time. All right. So let's listen to a track. And we'll get this show started, man. So this is a track by Admo. That's A-D-M-O. And this is a track called On the Nightway.
And that was On the Night Way by Admo. And you are listening to Beyond Synth, the coolest place in town for synth wave music. And I'm Andy Last, and you are enjoying the show. That's right, I'm just going to say you're enjoying the show because you don't have much say in it. As far as I'm concerned, Beyond Synth is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Power 85. There's also a Saturday replay at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but nobody listens to that, so only be concerned with Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Power85.com. Power85, of course, is 24-hour-a-day streaming synthwave goodness and uh, 80s-inspired retro tunes and all sorts of cool stuff. And, of course, once a week, uh, there's a show on Fridays called Project Friday that plays lots of cool new music. And then there's this show, Beyond Synth which is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. There will be a quiz at the end of this show, just so you know. So if you're wondering why I keep repeating that, it's because I want you to know that I know that you know. As always, Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com. All right, that's a free website that helps musicians around the world, the globe even, connect based on musical compatibility. All right, so if you're a musician looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up. And that's downtojam.com, D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M.com. It's a social network site for musicians. I just added that last part in. And they can have it, as far as I'm concerned. I just give out gems that uh, people can use for marketing. So, for example, with downtojam.com, I've uh, the gem that I've bestowed upon them is down to jam. So if they want to use that, they can. Maybe I should make up a jingle for them. That's, <laughs> that's the jingle. Just a bit of blank space and then me having a beer. Uh, so, look, if you want to have the same kind of fun that I'm having right now, uh, that being a guy alone in a room <laughs> in front of his computer recording his own voice, uh, you can have that fun, too. Just grab a beer or a drink of your choosing. Or if you don't drink, something else that I will not condone on this show because I'm not a villain. But, uh, you know, you can do whatever you like, man. Whatever it takes to make this show good for you... <laughs> is what you should do. And if that means you have to be completely uh, enhanced because the show itself is sort of mediocre to bad, then do whatever you you need to do, all right? It's important to me that you have a good time. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. If you love this shit, you're bound to love me on Twitter. Why not? That doesn't actually make sense, and it's also not true, because on Twitter I hardly do anything other than just post links to this show. But it's nice to show your support. Uh, for the show because uh, that makes me happy and uh, in turn that should make you happy right happiness makes the world go round it's a big cycle a cycle of happiness uh, there's a movie called the fuck was that movie called let spread the word fuck when you know Kevin Spacey and it's, uh, you do a good thing and then you pass it along fuck me my internet is down so I can't even <laughs> I cannot go to the Internet Movie Database to remember a stupid film that I didn't even like. Pay it forward. <sighs> I need another drink. <sighs> Pay it forward. D- don't worry, I'm not going to keep doing that. 
<laughs> I just realized this whole show is just gonna be full of me going ah, into the fucking microphone. I re- I will not do that. I'm a uh, I'm a good host. You're not gonna hear me eating into the mic, and I refuse to drink into the mic anymore. I just wanted you guys to know I was really drinking, and it wasn't an act because. You're only actually cool if you really drink and do the drugs. If you're one of those people that just pretends, then uh, what's the point? You know what I mean? Listen, this is dumb what I'm saying, so let's listen to another track. And this is a track by Electrix85. That's Electrix with an X. And this is a track called Restless, featuring Stephen Langstaff. Electrics 85 with the track Restless featuring Stephen Langstaff, and that's a cool song. Uh, I dig it. You 
should too. So what was I saying before all this crap? All right, um, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Andy Last on Twitter, okay? So that's a fun thing to do. If you like doing fun things, if you don't, then fucking don't do it, man. It's not my job. It's not my job. What does that mean? <laughs> Fuck. Well, this show is going to go off the rails, man. Uh, listen, facebook.com slash beyond synth podcast. Facebook.com beyond... Fa- <laughs> oh, you got about two more hours of this, so enjoy yourselves. All right, www.facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. All right, that is the Facebook page for Beyond Synth. So like it, man. Share the stories, comment, join the fun. Also, if you want to friend me on Facebook, I'm Andy Synth on there, even though that it's not my name. But if you do friend me on Facebook, feel free to send me a message and just say that you're not a robot. All right, because that's the thing. I get a lot of friend requests, and usually I just assume. If it's a chick with cleavage, I just assume it's like a spam bot thing. So I will actually go through them and go, do I know this person, or who is this? So if you ever uh, send me a friend request, or you have sent me a friend request, and I didn't do anything about it, just send me a message and say, like, you listen to the show, or you are not a robot, so I know that you're an actual person. Because I do not like friending robots. And of course, the show gets posted to SoundCloud, which is probably where you're listening to this right now, unless you're tuned into the uh, live broadcast, and that is soundcloud.com slash beyondsynth. And that's where the shows get posted. So please, you know, if you check out the show there, you know, like it, leave a comment, share it, do whatever you want to do. It makes me happy again. Lots of things make me happy. And uh, they should make you happy, too. Hopefully this show accomplishes a slight amount of that. In fact, you know, I did have a uh, listener to the show last week, a guy called Lou, who had some very nice things to say about the show, said, uh, you know, in a time when he needed his uh, spirits picked up, it was uh, nice to have Beyond Synth to listen to. And I do maintain that I actually try to keep the show as silly and as stupid as possible where I can. And that might sound like a weird goal, but the point is that I always want Beyond Synth to be sort of a neutral place that's just easy to listen to, which is why if we ever talk politics on this show, it's literally like for 10 seconds, you know, like someone will just say, I don't like this person. I'm like, okay, moving on. And then we don't really talk about it because... Not that I want the show to necessarily be, like, light or soft. It's just, you know, there are certain things, especially, you know, this day and age, that polarize people. You know, I I just want this to be a nice place. You dig synthwave music, you come here and you have a good time. Uh, You know, we're not bashing your politics or your religion or anything, you know, it's just a fun place to be. That being said, fuck your politics and your religion. Now, let's... That's just a general statement so that I can get everybody to hate the show. And it's a really weird way to uh, (laughs) introduce this next song, because this next song is very nice. Uh, Nice track. So this is by uh, a lady called... Well, a lady. I'm I'm saying it like it's her name. Uh, Her artist name is Deerful. uh, D-E-E-R-F-U-L. 
And uh, she's got a nice voice, and she sings sort of over top of tracks that have sort of a chiptune-y vibe to them. And this was a track I dug, and this is called Moon Maps by Deerful. With the track Moon Maps, and that's a nice song. She's got some uh, some cool tracks there. If you dig the sound of that, you can check out her links. As you know, I post all the links 
to all the artists I play on the show on the SoundCloud page. So if you're visiting or listening to Beyond Synth on SoundCloud, just click on the More Info button, and it's going to give you a big, nice drop-down. It's going to show you all the artists I played on the show, and you're going to get multiple links to all of their stuff so you can, uh, you know, check out their work, man. That's the whole point of this show, is I want you guys to listen to the stuff that I'm listening to and to dig it. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we started a Patreon, as you know. I talk about it every week. Patreon is a way that listeners can support the show. So if you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like a Kickstarter, except you give monthly donations. So the donations are really low. You know, you can just donate like a dollar a month, or you can donate more and get sort of more stuff. And there's a video. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth, you can check out how to support the show that way. And there's a video to watch that'll guide you through the process, or at least tell you what Patreon is. It's a silly video that I made, and it's way too long. uh, Because (laughs) I think the suggestion is, like, make a little short, like, one-minute video, and every time anyone asks me to make a one-minute video, I end up making some fucking, like, half-an-hour thing. But the point is that that is a way to uh, help out the show and I will, uh, you know, read your names out on the show and we'll talk about it. And we're going to do that uh, a bit later on, maybe after the next song. But in the meantime, I want you guys to know that Hoo-Ha, the artist who's been on this show several times, uh, he does all the jingles for Beyond Synth. So anytime there's a a jingle with singing in it and stuff, which you're going to hear in a bit, uh, it is Hoo-Ha. He's a super talented dude. Uh, I dig his tunes. And you should also check out Hoo-Ha's Bandcamp and Retro Promenade for some reason. And do it up because, yeah, he's got lots of cool stuff there. And he also released an album of the Beyond Synth jingles, which you can pick up because they're cool, man. They're fun jingles. And of course, if you want to hear your tracks on the show and you want to get in touch with me, you can contact me on SoundCloud, on Twitter, on Facebook. Just send me a private message with some links and I'll check out your stuff, man. And if I dig it, I'll play it on the show. It's as simple as that. Just know that the timeline is never consistent. So you might send me something and I don't get around to playing it for months, or if I'm in the middle of putting together a show and I just need another track to fill in a slot, and then all of a sudden I just see, oh, someone sent me a message, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, I'll drop it into the show. So it's completely random how it works. But the bottom line is, if I like your work, I will play it on the show. I love nothing more than to listen to cool synthwave music and then play it for other people and to have them go, hey, man, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah. Because I want to be a goddamn tastemaker. Maybe I should have like a theme song drawn up for that. Like the Andy Tastemaker theme. And then like once a week I'll pick like my favorite track of the week and it'll be like, Tastemaker. I'm not going to do that. I'm just talking out loud because it makes me feel like a big shot to do so. All right, how about this? I like how I always, <laughs> every time I segue to a song, I always say, how about this? As if it's some sort of surprise. Uh, we're going to listen to a track by Digital Native Dance. And this is a cool track. It's a bit of a funky number. This is Dance With Me by Digital Native Dance. We'll 
And that was Digital Native Dance with the track Dance With Me. And that's a cool one. It's got digital funky vibe to it. I dig it. It's fun. You know, sometimes we listen to a lot of heavy synth music on this stuff that usually suits like an action scene or something. So it's always nice to have some, to bring some funk in there. In fact, we're probably going to do that with the next track too. This is sort of a different vibe this week. Anyway, let's um, continue what I was talking about before with the Patreon. So you know, yeah, you can support the show with Patreon. Let's now look to Patreon and see if we have any new donors this week. So it's time to check out the Patreon. So, of course, there's many different tiers of Patreon reward, and I like to thank everybody who donates to the show. So, of course, a continued thank you to Eric Valerio and Zikarax and Noxabello and Luna Baboon and Lucas Celabos. No, Celabos. <laughs> the beer has started talking. Lucas Sabalos, and of course, Brendan Kellum, and Project Friday, and Kai. Thank you guys so much. And going up to my special $5 donors, uh, you know you guys, because you are the ones who are better than the $1 donors. That's right. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I appreciate all of you. But of course, the $5 donors get my special shout-out. So of course, there's... Of course. <laughs> of course, there's a Joe Ozone, who actually just posted a nice little review of Beyond Synth. He hosts uh, several podcasts himself, and uh, you should check them out. They're interesting. He talks to other people who uh, he enjoys. So I've been on the show several times. And uh, he's also got other sort of podcasts he listens to and websites he goes to. And when he finds people that interest him, uh, who cover a wide range of uh, topics and expertise and stuff, he has them on the Ozone Late Night Show. And it's a cool place, man, so you should check that out. Of course, there's Florence Bullock. $5 Florence. Uh, hopefully no one ever calls you that. <laughs> I'm calling you that now. But uh, thank you, of course, uh, for your kind donation to the show. Florence likes wrestling. I like to have a little fact about my donors, and that is something I know about Florence. But she didn't tell me that. I had to <laughs> go on Twitter and go, ah, this girl likes wrestling. Okay, so that's a little bit of internet sleuthing on my part. And of course, Joey Bergeron. Joey, thank you so much for your kind donation. You're a cool guy. I don't know much about Joey other than he is a cartoon picture of a guy with a beard and a white baseball cap giving a thumbs up. That is what I know about Joey. But I know even less about $5 Roman, who on my page does not have an avatar. It is just a uh, sort of silhouette of a stick man. Uh, but Roman Miranov, uh, thank you very much for your donation. It's very kind of you. I appreciate it so much. And if you have any trivia about yourself you want me to say, I will say it uh, during this segment because, of course, your donation means a lot to me. And new $5 donor, uh, we got Xer's Music. <laughs> How do you say this? X 
R Y Z. Okay, Xerxy, Xerxy, Xerxy. Okay, listen, thank you very much for donating five bucks. I appreciate it a lot. If you want to help me help you, Zerg's music, tell me how to say that word. Because I'm looking at it over the screen, it's confusing as shit. X R Y Z. Zergzy. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, dude. And thank you, all you guys, for your uh, $5 donations. They mean a lot to me. But guess what? It turns out that as of this week, there are two people who are better than all of you. That's right. We've got $10 donors. Fucking beep, 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 beep. I need a sound effect because <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Listen, Trevor Resnick, dude, has just joined the $10 club. All right. So, of course, people who uh, donate $10 donation to Beyond Synth, besides getting um, early access to stream and download new episodes of Beyond Synth, they're also going to get a very special custom thank you video from me. What a prize! And <laughs> and I will get that out to you guys in a little bit. Um, as I said earlier in the show... Uh, I've had some sort of lifestyle changes happen. I don't think that's what you call it when you have a kid. <laughs> I mean, I already have a kid. as we got another one. Um, but the point is, uh, those sorts of prizes I will get to when I get back to my studio where all the video equipment recording stuff is because I am not there right now and I won't be there for a while. But Patreon has also informed me that I shouldn't give out prizes until the check actually clears because I guess there's some villains out there who say they're going to donate money and then at the last minute they pull out and they never give you anything. And as we know, pulling out does not work and you should definitely stick it out for the long haul if you want the prize. All right. Thank you so much, Trevor. I believe you spelled your name differently last week when I read an email from you and it said Travor, but now it says Trevor. So Trevor Resnick. Thanks, dude. And of course, you're not alone in the $10 club because there's also Jake Last. That's right. Another person in the world with my same last name. We must be related, but I don't know who this guy is. I can't imagine that Last is a very common name because I've never met any. Maybe they have more in England or something because I do remember seeing a few old Monty Python sketches. Sketches. <laughs> Drinking beer and podcasting doesn't work. Um, I do remember seeing two uh, podcasts. Wow. Let's start again. I remember seeing some Monty Python sketches with characters who had the last name last and it surprised me and I'm like, oh, so maybe that's a name that was like in England and like there's not too many lasts floating around anywhere else, but you can let me know. So if you want to tell me some trivia about yourself, show me your family tree so we can figure out uh, where how that works because it can't be that big of it lasts there's got to be like six i'm one of the six which means there's five others somewhere anyways the bottom line is thank you very much jake for your donation you guys are all awesome you know starting the patreon i honestly thought i was gonna be lucky if i got like two bucks and uh, you guys are showing me that you uh, dig the show and that's awesome because if we can reach some of those goals the show is only going to get better and it's definitely going to be better than this week's 
this this is what is this so listen thanks guys so much patreon.com slash beyond synth and check it out in the meantime let's now listen to another song this is a track by artemis gordon and this track is called star crash
And that was Artemis Gordon with Star Crash. And that is a cool, kick-ass song. If you like kick-ass songs, that is, and I'm assuming you do, because you're here, and that's what we do here. You're listening to Beyond Synth. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I'm glad you guys are here. It means a lot to me. I'm going to drink some more beer. I'm not sure if beer is really a great thing to drink when you're in a podcast, because I don't know if it actually, I'm going to say moisturizes your mouth. That can't be right. You know, because you're supposed to drink lots of water, obviously, when you're talking into a mic, or else you get that dry mouth where your mouth makes all sorts of clicking noises and stuff. But I don't know if beer hydrates you in that way or if it actually takes water away from you which means i might end up having that all like like click (laughs) sorry i told you guys i wasn't gonna do that (laughs) i don't know if you can tell but i'm recording in a different room hopefully it doesn't sound too different to the normal show but i think the room i'm in right now is slightly more echoey which means when i laugh it's gonna sound a little crazier but i'm not 100 percent sure about that i'm just sort of making things up Of course, we are always on the hunt for Mitch Murder. So if you want Mitch Murder on the show, we have been doing a thing on the show called Tweet at Meech. And that's when you go on Twitter and you say, Hey, Mitch Murder, you should be on Beyond Synth. Because lots of people really like his music and they want to hear what he has to say. Now, as an aside, he's uh, never going to do the show. And I'm not even 100% sure that he speaks English, but I do enjoy the Tweet at Meech campaign all the same. I think I enjoy it the most because it is futile, and that makes me laugh. That's another thing too, futile. Is that the way it's said, or is it feudal, or is feudal just the way it's said in, like, the States? Because, you know, I always watched, you know, like, sci-fi, you know, I like Doctor Who and stuff, and whenever British people would say, you know, they'd be like, it is futile to resist. And so I always assumed it was futile. Another one I always noticed was cretin. Because in Doctor Who, there was lots of villains who would call people cretins, but then I think in the States, they say cretin? I thought that was an interesting one. It's always interesting the words that people do pronounce differently in different places. Like, I'm not talking about things like where in England they say lift instead of elevator, but, you know, there's those interesting ones like aluminum and aluminium and stuff. Also, when you pronounce a word differently in the face of how that word is spelled, like the whole lieutenant-lieutenant thing, and I know, like, in England they say lieutenant, but there's no F. That's always pissed me off. And then colonel, the fucking word colonel, and there's no fucking R in there. It's fucking colonel, but they say colonel. I bet you I'm the first person to ever bring this up. <laughs> you know that Ogre does the theme song to Beyond Synth, right? Ogre makes some of my favorite music. We chat all the time. He's a really good guy. And uh, the theme song to Beyond Synth is a track called Sure Thing off the album Calico Braun, which you should check out. If I ever did like a top five albums, I think if you're getting into Synthwave, like you have to own, I'm going to put Calico Braun on that list. I bought five albums when I first got into Synthwave, and that was one of them. And that track Sure Thing just got me so energized and excited that I made this show. It was all because of the energy of discovering Synthwave and going, holy fuck, like, I am so happy that this shit exists, you know? And that's my elegant way of saying that. Let's listen to another track. All right, so we are going to listen to a track by Dreamshore, and this is called Thoughts of Choice.
And that was Thoughts of Choice by Dream Shore. That's a cool song. Uh, hope you dig it. I don't know why I say that, because you can't really answer me. <laughs> like, whenever I'm done listening to songs, I'm always like, hope you dig it. So how about this? I have an interesting thing today. We are going to go into the junk email folder, okay? Now, as you know, uh, on this show, I like to read my junk emails, all those silly uh, emails I get in my uh, junk folder. Don't know why this needs elaboration. But um, a long time ago, before Beyond Synth, years and years before Beyond Synth, I kept trying with different friends to do some sort of podcast. I want to make it absolutely clear that I'm not disparaging people who um, start a podcast where it's like, hey, it's me and my buddies, you know, talking about movies and video games because... Anything that gets you together like in the same room with your pals and just shooting the shit and having a good time is only a good thing. But if there were like a million podcasts in the world, guaranteed 950,000 of those are going to be a guy and three of his friends sitting around a table talking about comic books and video games. And I was going to do one of those myself. And then I thought, you know what? Like this, it's market is saturated. You know, I needed to do something different and I needed to do something that really inspired me. And that's when I discovered Synthwave and that changed the whole course of things. The reason why I'm telling this story is because when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I tried several things. I did like a show with one buddy, you know, just us on the mic doing all sorts of bits. And like I was reading uh, questionnaires from like, you know, girl magazines and stuff and we were answering them and and it was fun and then I did another one with uh, two other friends which was sort of a fake radio show where we were like playing characters and there was a there was sort of like a fiction that was around the show but the point of this is that about two years maybe before Beyond Synth maybe a year and a half to two years before Beyond Synth existed I recorded a podcast with my friend Matt and in this show, I do the junk email thing because it was something that I've always wanted to do. And oddly enough, I don't think I've ever had a junk email that has totally eclipsed the first awesome one, the one that I always loved. So what I'm going to play for you right now is a clip because I found the files. The reason why I'm digging this up is because I was going through some old files, cleaning up hard drives, and I found the audio from this podcast I never released. And what this is, is me reading uh, my favorite junk email to my buddy. So you're going to hear two voices. You're going to hear me and you're going to hear my buddy, Matt. And this is essentially the genesis of the junk email folder. Okay, so this uh, we're going to take a time machine. We're going back to the year 2012, the year the world blew up. And here is me doing junk email zero. Here we go. So this is um, this is a letter I received from my good friend Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ming H Yang. Oh, remember remember high school with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ming oh, Yang yeah, at he's W. He's a good guy, man. His, his web address is Ming Yang at w.cn. Uh, and he's from Hong Kong. 
and he says, For your attention, it is understandable that you might be a little bit apprehensive because you do not know me, but I have a lucrative business proposal of mutual interest to share with you. I got your reference in my search for someone who suits my proposed business relationship. What I love about this email is just how vague all the sentences are. Like, just pay attention. <laughs> They're all like that. Oh, this is amazing. This is... <clears throat> I have... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it is. Okay. <clears throat> I have I have an obscured business suggestion for you. <laughs> Let me start by introducing myself to you fully. I am Ming Hoi Yang, a director of op of operation officer with Hang Sang Bank. I will need you to assist me in executing a business project from Hong Kong to your country. It involves the transfer of a substantial amount of investment capital. Before the U.S. and Iraqi war... <laughs> Before the U.S. and Iraqi war, our client names, withheld, who was a, a gold and crude oil merchant, businessman, made a numbered fixed deposit for 18 calendar months with a value of 22,500,000 United State dollars, only into an account with my branch. Upon maturity, several notices were sent to him, even during the war, but no response came from him. I immediately passed the task of locating him to the Internal Investigations Department of Hang Seng Bank, and the information from his lawyer was that our client and his family died as a result of a... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The, the story is so elaborate. It's amazing. It's just, it's so uh, elaborate. Okay. All right, so um, his lawyer uh, gave his client and his family died as a result of a bomb blast that hit their home during the U.S.-led war in Iraq. If you are familiar with private banking affairs, those who patronize our services usually prefer anonymity, but also some levels of detachment from conventional processes. Although if you do die, I will talk about it in an email <laughs> to random people around the world. In his, in his biodata form, he listed no next of kin. In line with our internal processes for account holders who have passed away, we instituted our own investigations in good faith to determine who should have right claim to the, the estate. This investigation has for the past months been unfruitful. It is quite clear now that our client died with no known identifiable family member. What bothers me most is that according to the laws of my country, at expiration seven years, the funds will revert to the ownership of the Hong Kong government if nobody applies to claim the funds. Against this backdrop, my suggestion to you is that I will like you as a foreigner to stand as the next of kin to our late client so that you will be able to receive his funds. <laughs> I will prefer you reach me on my private email address below. And finally after that, I shall furnish you with more information about this operation. This is, this is the best. <laughs> this, this makes the whole email worth it, besides the fact that the whole story is insane. Please, if you are not interested, kindly delete this email be because I am putting my career and the life of my family <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kindly, yeah, I'm putting my career and the life of my family at stake with this venture. Although, nothing ventured is nothing gained. <laughs> oh, God. Your earliest response to this letter will be appreciated. Kind regards, Mr. Ming H. Yang. So that was an email I got from Ming H. Yang. So I hope that was fun. 
uh, interesting to g- go back. I love that email. That's still, I think, my favorite one of all time. And it was sort of the first one when I was collecting all those. But I love, absolutely love those stupid junk emails. They make me so happy. They're just... <laughs> Anyway, let's listen to a song. This is FM 84, and this is the track Jupiter.
that was Jupiter by FM84 off the Atlas album. Uh, If you dig FM84, you can check out my interview with him. That was only a few episodes ago. Super talented. And that album, Atlas, is fucking awesome. Like, it's just solid, just a great album. And you should definitely check it out at the very least because it's so fucking good. How about this, man? Let's open up the mail sack. So I thought we'd do something different today. Um, I have some mail. Uh, This is from Nathan Winter, and he wrote a very sort of lengthy mail sack. So I'm going to have a computer voice read his questions, and then I shall answer them. If Andy Lass was a playable character in the Mortal Kombat universe, would he be a robot, cyborg, ninja, mutant, or just a regular guy? Alright, if I was a playable character in Mortal Kombat, would I be a robot, cyborg, ninja, mutant, or just regular guy? I would be cyborg. It'd be a guy who looked like me. Like, whenever I have the choice to make a character in a game, I always try and make someone that looks like me. So he would look like me. He'd have a trench coat, but he'd have bionic arms, but not like big, bulky, like Jack's bionic arms. Like, they would be more like Luke Skywalker's arm, you know, where it's it's metal, but you still wear clothes over it. But you would, uh, you know, as he got battle damaged, like in his sleeves ripped, you would see the robot arm underneath. So he'd have two robot arms, maybe some sort of robot-y looking chest and maybe one of the legs would have like a bionic boot and kneecap kind of thing. The eyes would have no pupils, so they'd be like white glowing eyes. And then maybe just regular hair and a mask, like a face mask. So one that covers the nose and mouth, like a scorpion type mask, but not necessarily like a ninja head. When it comes to Mortal Kombat, my favorite character is Scorpion, and I've always liked ninjas. The reason why I like the Mortal Kombat characters so much is so many of them are like, they're masked. They're either ninjas or robots or whatever, and you don't see their faces, and characters are always cooler when they have a mask on, which is why whenever they unmask characters in Mortal Kombat, I always get pissed off, because I'm like, what are you doing? Like, they looked so cool before, and it's like, turns out it's just some guy. And you're like, well, fucking, there goes that awesome character. Like, Sub-Zero in part three is so stupid. Like, it just was, you took literally this cool badass ninja, and he's like, now he's some guy with leotard and a painted-on scar. Like, it's like, how uncool can a guy go? And then in the new Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, you know, they made Scorpion become, like, a human again, and he was just a guy with a beard. Like, what? Once a character is a skeleton, you don't fucking change it. All right? Like, once a character is a skeleton, he's a skeleton. Like, that's the end. Anytime you mess with that formula, you're fucking yourself up. They did it in Twisted Metal. Like, in every Twisted Metal game, they would always change the origin of, uh... To be fair, they... It's sort of like every game was sort of, here are the same characters, but they all are different interpretations of that character. But Mr. Grimm was always the coolest in the first one, when he was just a simple motorcycle guy who was a skeleton underneath. Essentially, he's ripping off Ghost Rider, but, like, he wasn't a flaming skeleton. So, hopefully that answers your question. If I was in Mortal Kombat, I would be a cyborg with a trench coat and a face mask and glowing eyes. The power would be... I think the hands would shoot off and they'd have chains. 
So, so like he could shoot his hands out like Scorpion throws the spear. So the hand would like fly across the screen and punch the character or maybe even grab them and pull them in. And there'd be a chain that like attaches to the arm so he can like reel people in. But instead of a spear like sticking into the guy to reel them in, the hand literally grabs them like jacks and does the gotcha and like pull the guy in. What would the fatalities be? Now I got to think about this character in detail here. Oh, I know because both of his hands can like retract and shoot off. So he would with one hand he would like shoot and push the guy against the wall like up against a wall and then the second hand would fly off and grab the guy's head and pull it off and so so it's like um he uses the pressure of like pushing the person against the wall to yank the head off so that the one hand is holding the person to the wall and the other hand takes the head and then it flies back into his hand and he holds it up because to be honest with you as much as I love the Mortal Kombat franchise, I think that the last game went too far with the violence, which is a weird thing to say about Mortal Kombat, but you know, you look back at the controversy in, in 92 or 91 or whenever, Mortal Kombat's 91? You look back at it now and it's so tame and stupid, but everyone at the time was always like such a big deal. But really, even as a kid, I appreciated that the violence in Mortal Kombat was very over the top and silly. Like the blood shot out like goop and like the, you know, Sub-Zero pulls somebody's head off without lifting their body off the ground. Like it doesn't make sense. It was very Monty Python style violence. So I was never offended with it. Like it just wasn't that bad. But the new Mortal Kombat, I feel like just to maintain there, ooh, this game's all about violence and it's super gory, you get these fatalities that are kind of offensive, you know, and, and they're kind of gross. And I, I think that that takes some of the charm away. I like when Mortal Kombat was colorful and silly and they're in another realm and there's like bright green souls flying around and then all of a sudden Johnny Cage can pull a guy in half without lifting the legs off the ground. Like it's just goofy and, and silly. So I would keep my fatality in that realm. I think if I were in control of that franchise, I would strive for photorealism in the same way that the UFC games, like the characters look real. Like that's what I would do with Mortal Kombat because they still, even now the graphics are great, but they go in sort of a more slightly cartoony direction. Just the, the characters' body shapes are a little exaggerated and stuff. So I would go photoreal, but then I would tone down the fatalities and keep them simple. You know, just head punches off and pulling out hearts and stuff. Like just simple things that aren't way too offensive. Uh, that's what I would do with that franchise. That wasn't your question. <laughs> Listen, Nathan has tons of questions, so I'm just gonna field these and we're just gonna listen to more songs. So here is a track by Alexander Square. And this was an interesting one because he, uh, this person's got a bunch of cool songs and it was tricky to pick. And I'm gonna play this track just because this, this funky brassy sort of sample that's used in the track just made this one stand out so much to me when I heard it. And I was like, okay, well, this is fucking cool. So uh, this is a track called Miss Rose by Alexander Square. Yeah. 
Alexander Square with the track Miss Rose. And that's a cool song. It's going to get stuck in your head, man, because it got stuck in mine. Anyway, Nathan has more to say. Speaking of Mortal Kombat, I've been seeing rumblings of the Mortal Kombat reboot directed by James Wan set to be released in 2017. Thoughts? Alright, so yeah, I have heard about a Mortal Kombat movie coming out. I actually heard a different rumor just the other day that apparently Christopher Lambert was talking that there might be a Mortal Kombat movie that is actually a sequel. It's interesting because, you know, when they did that web series, I was one of the few people 
everyone got so excited by that movie that that guy made that was like 10 minutes long that was this reimagining of Mortal Kombat and it was all it was really gory and it, it had that green filter like you're watching a Saw movie or something although people got excited because it was all gritty and stuff I feel like a lot of the times with Mortal Kombat people miss the point and okay this is just my personal opinion gore is not the most important thing in that franchise and I know that's what put people in the arcades and I know Sub-Zero pulling the head off was the cool thing about that game but to me it's not the thing that makes that universe special or that franchise special which is why I'm always bothered when they focus on the gore instead of just the silly characters it's a silly universe right you've got ninjas and robots and souls that are these glowing green things that get pulled out of people you know these ancient entities and there's all this stuff coming together and then like one of the lead characters is a cheesy Hollywood actor like there's all these silly aspects to Mortal Kombat which I love and whenever people focus solely on the gore aspect or the fact that it's mature I feel like they're just missing the point and I feel like that short film missed the point because everyone was so excited because it was like, ooh, Mortal Kombat, it's all gritty. But I'm like, where's the fucking magic? Like, that's Mortal Kombat. It's a magical universe. I mean, there's characters that throw magical energy at each other and they go to hell and stuff. Like, it's a ridiculous uh, universe. And when they did that web series, it was okay, but I didn't like the interpretation of some of the characters and the way that they looked. Uh, some of them they did well, like I thought Cyrax and Sector were decent looking, like they, you know. And that just goes back to the film. I mean, Mortal Kombat the movie is still seen as one of the best video game adaptations. It's a cheesy film. But the thing is, it's not an R-rated movie, it's a PG movie. Essentially, the reason why it was so successful was because it actually captured the characters in the universe of that game, and it didn't need gore to do it. And that's the point. So when, you know, they talk about doing a reboot, I don't need a rated R. Mortal Kombat. I really don't because I think you could get away with that Monty Python style violence in this day and age with a PG-13 movie. I don't think you would need like if you just wanted to do people getting their heads punched off you can do that in PG-13. You just don't make it look super real like it's a ridiculous thing to punch someone's head off like that's not a an act you can just do. Uh, and I know, <laughs> I've tried. So yeah, that's my opinion on that. I'm interested to see them do another Mortal Kombat movie. I think it would be really weird if it was a sequel and Christopher Lambert was in it, because no offense to him, he is the worst part of that movie. Seems like a likable enough guy, but even when I go back and watch Mortal Kombat, the first one, and it's a super cheesy film, but even the opening and the first, you know, 15 minutes, I always go, you know, this movie's better than people give it credit for. Like, yes, it's cheesy, but it's fun. And then the second Christopher Lambert shows up and starts talking, then I remember like, oh yeah, it's him that fucking like he really does bring the movie down i think literally that movie would be a whole like point better star better if that role was just cast by somebody else like if it was just somebody else it would have been neat if they just actually got like an older asian actor to play the role of raiden although a lot of people would they say that and they go how come it's not an old asian guy that's what it should be but i don't think raiden was ever an asian guy in the game like i think he was always played by a white dude or at least in the sequels i think maybe the first game raiden was asian and then in the next games he wasn't um like the actor actually who they filmed in costume i could be wrong about that but i'm fairly certain and i know for a fact that when they did all those like video mortal kombat games that had video clips in them uh raiden was always played by a white dude it's not right or wrong but in this case they picked the wrong white dude <laughs>
<laughs> uh, let's listen to another song, and then we'll come back with more questions from Nathan. I guess that's what this episode's all about now. So here is a track by Ethereal Delusions, and this is called Journey Through the Rift.
And that was Journey Through the Rift by Ethereal Delusions. And that's a cool track. It's kind of neat because it's sort of like mellow, but then it's got that beat in there. And I'm full of great musical terminology, man. Uh, Listen, Nathan has some more questions. Will the cassette ever release any new material? Here's the part where you do a very brief catch-up with one of the Cassette boys where they provide some concrete details. Alright, so will Cassette ever release new material? Yes, they will. I'm not going to talk to any of them right now, but I... (laughs) I might have Joe Wood back on the show because I still had so much fun with that episode where we made the song, and I think it would be uh, fun to have him back and maybe try and do another one. Some stuff is secret trying to think what i can say i think they are working on stuff i don't i don't know if anything's gonna happen soon but i know that that's something that's happening but i have no dates on that or as far as you're concerned this is all complete hearsay but you know some stuff is coming man i'd say uh it's it's gonna be all right all right listen let's listen to more nathan questions he asked a lot of questions this time did you ever own a pc growing up if so did you have any pc games I remember growing up playing PC games like Myst, Return to Zork, The Seventh Guest, Sanitarium, Doom, Doom the Second, Heretic, and SimCity 2000. Yes, um, I did have a PC. I never had my own PC, so it was always the family computer. And uh, I remember when I was young, my dad bought this fucking, I think this computer cost like a few thousand dollars. And of course, it was one of those ones that was like, the screen was just green with text. And I think even it had games, like you could play Police Quest and uh, games like that, like the super old ones. I got into games on computer. Actually, there was this animation program I really liked. Not on my dad's first computer, but on the next one that had a VGA monitor with 256 colors. Um, We had an animation program called Deluxe Paint Animation. And that fucking program was awesome like i made so many cartoons all completely lost now like that's just gone uh i don't have the files anymore that was like 12 computers ago (laughs) so the files have since been uh you know they don't exist but it was a really cool program you could do uh cool cartoons and stuff and what did i play i played doom i played doom 2 so i I wolfenstein mist i played i never played return to zork that's the sequel to mist right or at least the same one sim city i never played on computer but i really liked sim city on the super nintendo which might be a stupid thing to say because it was so basic but um i always love even to this day i will play sim city on the super nintendo And I think it's just because the game is such a stripped-down version of SimCity that it's a fun game to just kind of throw on and just play for a few minutes. Whereas, you know, with the newer versions, even though I do like SimCity games, I think they're cool. The amount of effort you have to put in, I think, is beyond what I want to do anymore with my life. And so I will still throw on SimCity for Super Nintendo because it's just as simple as, like, you know, you put the nuclear plant down and then you, like, drag a few power lines to a brick of residential zones and a brick of commercial and industrial and that's sort of the game you know and then you just watch it grow and uh, i've always dug that so yes i did have a pc those are the ones i played i never played seventh guest or sanitarium i had a buddy who was big into those video games like the ones that had uh, full motion video stuff in them like phantasmagoria and stuff where they were like games that came on like 12 discs and (laughs) 
every time you'd fucking <laughs> walk into a different room, you'd have to put a different disc in the machine and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, those were cool times, man. They were exciting. I think you got one more question. What's this? Do you like Star Trek? Do I like Star Trek? Well, how about this? Let's listen to a fucking awesome song by Wave Shaper, and then I will answer that question. All right, so this is Stellar Jupiter by Wave Shaper. Oh, 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 
And that was Stellar Jupiter by Wave Shaper. That song is awesome. Just before the break, Nathan Winter wanted to know if I like Star Trek. Well, here's the thing. I got nothing against Star Trek, but it's not my sci-fi of choice. But I don't have anything against it. I haven't watched enough of it. And I probably will watch it one of these days. You know, I have lots of people who always tell me how great The Next Generation is and stuff. And... I will watch it, like, it's it's just for me personally, and the reason why I always sort of identify myself as a Doctor Who fan, uh, as opposed to anything else when it comes to sci-fi, is I like the universe of Doctor Who because it's like one guy who's just going on adventures, and the show has this ability to sort of, literally within the show, regenerate, but the show also changes, where it's, a, it's one of the very few shows in the universe where when a new producer comes in, it's actually like a positive and exciting time. Whereas any other show, when you find out that the producer is gonna leave, it's always really troubling because you go, oh shit, like some new producer is gonna come in and fuck up the show. They don't know the tone. And oftentimes with American shows, that's what happens. You know, a new producer comes in and the show goes in a different direction and it goes weird and people, you know, always go, man, the show was good for the first three years and then like the new producer came in and fucked it up. Not always, but that is a story that happens a lot. Whereas with Doctor Who, of course, the setup and formula is always the same. It's the same guy going on these adventures. But then a new producer comes in and all of a sudden the show has a different tone. And then the lead actor in Doctor Who can change, but he's still the same guy. So the show can just keep reinventing itself, but still staying true to the core sort of elements which is what I like about it. But also because I've never really been too into like militaristic organizations. That's just not my thing. I understand that Star Trek, they're not like an army unit, but it's still one of those like, you know, captain, lieutenant, you know, yes, you know, corporal or whatever. Like it's that sort of atmosphere, which I never really got into. I like that Doctor Who is just like a lone wolf kind of dude. It's why I like James Bond, because even though he is part of this organization, the main focus of the movie is this guy who's always going rogue, who's, you know, he's always doing stuff by himself or like with one other person or whatever, but it's not like this team going through. That's not to say I don't like movies that have teams in them, like Aliens is a fucking wicked movie. My personal thing is that's what I usually gravitate towards. It's just like the, the, the lone adventurer, you know, I dig that stuff. So yeah, that's my answer. So I got, you know, I'm open to watch Star Trek and you know, I've got Netflix and stuff. So if people want to tell me good episodes to watch, I'll check them out. Uh, why not, man? Although I would probably appreciate the show more if I just actually watched it from start to finish. And speaking of listening to songs from start to finish, which we weren't. <laughs> uh, here's a cool track. Uh, this is VHS Glitch, and this is the track Chrome Death.
And that was Chrome Death by VHS Glitch off the Chrome Death soundtrack. So that's a cool track. You know, I dig VHS Glitch. He's a cool guy. We can probably start winding this show down. We've listened to a lot of tracks today. So how'd I do? All right, was this okay? Was this a complete waste of your time? This was a guestless episode, not one guest. This is something that I've always thought about doing in order to give myself time to throw together episodes with guests. Uh, Let me know what you thought, man. I know a lot of you tune in to listen to the guests. (laughs) So I know this episode will be uh, divisive with people, but if some people just tune in for tunes, well, we listen to a lot of fucking tunes too. And if that makes you happy, then that's that's the deal, you know? So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the show this week. And bear with me because my schedule is fucked up. But I do have a lot of cool guests coming up. And you're going to be happy with the people on the show because we got some good ones, man. We got some good ones. It's going to be good. That is uh, the Andy Last guarantee. And hopefully that guarantee stands for something. So we're going to end today on a track which I just heard. And this track is fucking great. Like, it's so good. This is Sebastian Gamble, who I've got to have on the show sometime because uh, he's fucking really talented. And this is a track called Without You, which is really, really good. And hopefully by next week... We will be back up and running with a regular episode of Beyond Synth. I mean, this is still episode 67. It's a real episode of the show. But um, I've got some some cool guests coming up. The, the reason is, to be completely honest with you, I have a great guest coming up, and we talked for so long that I'm trying to figure out how to even break the show up because it's going to have to be a two-parter, and those episodes take me a long time to fucking edit. And that is why I'm essentially stalling. So... <laughs> So, have fun with that, man. That's uh, that's a little honesty from Andy Last. I am stalling so that I can edit a great episode for you. So listen, you guys, have a great week. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, don't forget to follow the Twitter, the Facebook, the SoundCloud, and of course, check out the Patreon. Uh, even if you're not going to donate, just watch the video because it's a fun little video. And that's all I have to say. So uh, we're going to leave now with an awesome track by Sebastian Gamble. And this is Without You.
He's Raiden, god of lightning and protector of the realm of Earth. Oh, great. Oh, there's your rational explanation. Listen. You have been chosen to defend the realm of Earth in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that your best?